<laughs> a backpack. And then you're like, yeah, I got my equipment in there too. <laughs> what do you do? What do you pack? What do you got? A tennis racket in there? I'm always paranoid. I'm going to shit my, my, my drawers or something. So I always bring extra underwear. Yeah, I think about stuff like that. And then I go, eh, well, roll the dice. From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. In the Boogie D, a Boogie D woman, 69, dead inside her Wakefield home. Lil Wati Ramsaran found stabbed multiple times in the back and ironically pronounced dead on the floor of her living room. The last place you expect to be dead. Uh, it's a room set aside specifically to be alive in. <laughs> Most people I know wouldn't be caught dead in their living room. I don't even think it's allowed. Chances are you're not going to jail, but you could wind up on the wrong side of the co-op board. A Boogie D, Ram Saran, lulled into a false sense of living room security. You get it, because you figure, hey, a lot of things can happen in your living room, but not that. Because simply, the living room is no place for dead people. Not when they're dead, not even when they're dying. In my day, if someone had a lingering cough, they stayed on the other side of the house. Now, you'd think a dead person in the living room might feel out of place. Oh, not dead people today, no sir. Don't get me started. There was a time when dead people respected boundaries. They knew their place. Birds of a feather and so forth. The etiquette of a genteel past. But it wasn't that long ago when being in your living room meant you were alive. You didn't have to look over your shoulder to check some corpses. In my word, you'd think they'd have some shame. But have you ever seen anyone with less self-awareness than a dead person? My stars. Sitting with the living. Read the room. And it's, it's the old generation's way. You don't want to hear this, but they smell funny. They do. Dead people have their own smell. They look different, they smell different, and they don't belong in a living room with living people. That's a cruel injustice to die in a room made for living. She was in terrible pain, lungs punctured, couldn't breathe, dying, her blood soaking the living room carpet. She probably thought, something about this doesn't feel right. <laughs> Join me now, Mark DeMeo. So uh, she was stabbed in the back, which means she was probably um, fleeing her attacker. Is that right? Or he snuck up on her. Sounds good to me. So my guess is she was trying to escape to the safety of the living room. Because at that point, it's like base. Which leads me to believe that she knew the assailant. This was probably a domestic incident because he was uh, infuriated chasing her. If you're uh, there to burglarize... Or Rob, I do have. And a, somebody's fleeing. Uh -huh. Then you might let him go. You might let him go. But you. Oh, I well, see what you mean. You yeah, why would saying? you fuck with it? Right. Why am I going to run after them, stab him in the back, kill them? Maybe keep them from calling the police. But you're going to get away. Better than killing them. Uh, the arrest is uh, this woman's 69. The arrest is of uh, 69 years old. They, they arrested 36 year old Nakia Bent. Of Kearney, New guess. Jersey. It's her grandson or nephew or something like that, <laughs> I don't right? think they're related, but he's charged in the Boogada murder of this bigoty Ramsaran. And a bent uh, has multiple priors, including charges of criminal contempt, assault, and Richard. Uh, bent also tried to burn her house down by disconnecting a natural gas line in her house and lighting candles. And that didn't work? No. It didn't work. <laughs> you think that would work? How did that not work? I don't know. I wouldn't even know to do that. 
I, I, I couldn't tell you what a natural gas line is, and then to find the candle. Um, some of these guys are working so hard. You say, oh, why don't you work for the gas company or something? Yeah, I mean, you know a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, you you could really be effective at shit, and and, and you're out here killing old ladies in their living room, which is perverse. That's perverse. You know, stab an old lady in her living room like that in the back. Stab an old lady in the back. These 69. burglaries that happen a lot of times, it's a neighbor will tell a friend, hey, this lady next door, she gets her check on this day, or she's got some stuff, I've seen it. You know what I'm saying? Because the person next door might come over one day, they bring a package, and you know whatever they get invited in for, they look around, and they're like, oh, this lady's got some stuff. They'll tell a friend. So you really got to keep it quiet if you got anything. If you own an iPad... It's computer. amazing what what a difference what some people think or would imagine having money is. It's all relative. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she got a cordless phone in there. <laughs> I locked up five people one time off a robbery. Uh, it was a home invasion. And uh, the girl got in because she met the guy once and they fooled around in that apartment. And she went back and told all her friends that are uh, in the gang. Oh. That this guy's got money. She was upset. He didn't call her, or there was another girl involved. So she came it? over uh. unexpected one day. Of course, he's gonna let her in. It's this uh, some, some some girl, yeah, some before, pussy yeah. that's kind of just showed up here. Uh, who's yeah. not gonna let her in? The old honey trap is what she it came was. Came in. She left the door slightly ajar. The other guys came in. They they tied him up with duct tape, and they stole all this stuff. All this stuff was uh, CDs. CDs. I think he had a Sony PlayStation, the original one. Then we're going back a couple of, a couple of years. Uh, just nonsense, and, nonsense. But and, you know what? That, it, what? What do you think happened there? Well, uh, that's exactly what happened. There was. This goes back to uh, social media. One girl that he was communicating with on social media knew the other one. The two of them commiserated, mm-hmm. and they found out that he was fooling around with the both of them. Screw him. They brought over these gang members, and they mm-hmm. robbed them. And it had nothing to do with whether or not uh, he had any money. You know what I mean? No, like, well, like they didn't, had, they, it, the girls were not confused about the financial he, value listen, of his shit. If he they lived, were like, oh, yeah, there's no, no, a lot no, of money no, no, there. No, no, no. If I think they misled in, them. No, I'm telling you, if he lived in, in squalor, mm-hmm. Nobody's coming over there. But he was a kid who had an apartment in the projects that had a couple of things. He had a PlayStation. He had a flat screen TV. Uh, he had all these CDs. Uh-huh. Together, when you're in there and you don't have that kind of stuff, that kind of stuff looks like they have a lot. Yeah, and it's just enough. You know, if, if somebody it's has just enough. an iPod, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, when the iPods first came out, in your mm-hmm. head you're thinking, this guy's got money. Mm-hmm. It's all relative. What you consider... When you have nothing, when you're still on a tube TV uh-huh. and you go over somebody's house and they have a flat screen, 55-inch screen TV in the project, you're like, yo, this guy's got, he's got money. Yeah. But do you think, it, are the girls as bad off as, the, is she broke too? I mean, is he fucking, is that what, just what he gets for fucking with some broke they ass chick? They could have misled the guys and says this guy's got a lot of stuff in there. That's what I think. But, I think that they misled him. And these guys, like, just, they, don't, they just want to do robberies anyway. Yeah, they don't care. It's practice for the, the for, for the real thing. <laughs> for when they get uh, the real merchandise. Uh, this case, uh, I, I don't know what it was. Uh, they don't even mention a robbery. He's charged with a murder. He's charged with murder charges. Uh, remanded, it says, to do back in court July 14th. And, they didn't uh, let him out with no bail? <laughs> so, they probably would have liked to. They didn't leave it directly up to the mayor this time or to uh, you know the public advocate. 
uh, or to uh, Melissa Mark Viverito. For your audience, they, they might not know that I was a New York City police officer for 20 years. I'm going to Mark DeMeo, yeah, we're 20 and about out. about porn. <laughs> uh, but one time we were, we were on a stakeout, and um, there was a, a string of burglaries at this college in, uh, in the precinct that I worked in. So we, uh, we got a room, and we set up like a sting operation where the um, one room, we would have a female detective pretending to be a student, and she would sit there studying in her room with the door open. The idea from these burglaries was that we thought it was, um, it was an outside person coming to visit their girlfriend. And while he was on the floor and had access, he'd walk around and he'd steal these electronics. He'd take phones, he'd take laptop, laptops, whatever he could. Mm -hmm. So we uh, collected a bunch of electronics that we had laying around, and... Um, we laid him out on the desk, and she's sitting there pretending like she's doing homework. And at some point, she decides she's going to go take a shower. So she leaves the room. She's got a bathrobe on, a towel around her neck, and she walks down this long hall. And in the meantime, the door's open, and we had cameras in the room. And we were waiting for our perpetrator to strike. Yeah. In the meantime, um, we only needed one person to monitor the cameras in the room. And there was two of us, two detectives in the room. So the other guy could, I guess, float around the room. Well, someone should keep an eye on her. Yeah, the so obviously. I, I sat, I laid, vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, I laid on the bed and with my hands behind my head and I watched the screen and my partner's out looking through the window, which overlooked the quad. All the dorms uh -huh. sat in like a quad. So he's, uh, at some point he yells at me, yo, they're fucking. So I was like, what? He goes, they're fucking in this room right here. You got to see it. And I thought in my head, this guy is just telling me they're fucking because he wants me to get out of the bed. And as soon as I get out of the bed and go look, he's going to run in, take my place. And I'm stuck standing. Yeah. And he could watch the cameras. So I was like, yeah, yeah, right. He goes, no, really, they're really fucking. So then I got up and I go peek. Because at that point, I was tired of laying down anyway. So I go peek out the window. And sure enough, the floor down below us, no curtains. It's uh, the sun's going down f for the evening. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a beautiful, you know, it's just a beautiful set. You know, the it's the the uh, the sky is beautiful. Mm -hmm. The light is is beaming in this room, and there's these two young beautiful people. I mean, the guy was like six two. He had abs. The girl was tall. She looked like a model. Oh. And they were in there banging for the. They were going at it for like 45 minutes. All these different positions, and. <laughs> I can't go downstairs and arrest them because technically they're in their room. Um, you know, well, you they're, should, they're in their private room you there. You arrest yourselves. I mean, you know, well, it's I, a very romantic peeping Tom situation. Then again, you, she could, if she cries out rape, I'll be the first one down there to help her. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch that long, but I, what, what I did see was, uh, was amazing. And then well, it, clearly they wanted people to see. I mean, that's a display. I don't think so. I, I just, so. no. I mean, it was... It, People who look like that, they're like, look at us, watch us fuck, all these, I mean, I the think The weirdest so. part was, they can't for be me anyway, when it was all said and done, the guy leaves, and she has a friend that comes and visit her, like, um, a half hour, 40 minutes later, and then she sat on the bed, and her girlfriend sat on the bed, and then they watched TV, and I thought, wow, they're going to go at it too, but they didn't, they were just yeah. girlfriends, and I'm like, wow, that's where they just had sex and now they're both sitting there i don't know why they just bucked me out a half hour ago there was some great sex going on in that bed and then it did, You're like don't you smell that don't you feel that in the air that 
the, 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 with that good stuff that was going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, it's just like a fucking. And the whole thing that was going on there was just it, there was a lot of people. Uh, there was a lot of stuff going on in that college. That oh. was pretty cool. What college was that? I don't want to mention. What happened with the stakeout? We never caught the guy. Hmm. The guy. Uh... He didn't strike while we were there. Hmm. There was a, a series of break-ins uh, on the Lower East Side, actually, and it was uh, apparently, uh, you know, uh, these these hipsters down there are feeling a little unsafe. Uh, Don't they leave their doors open? Uh, uh, Isn't that a thing in Brooklyn? Well, this is, uh, yeah, it's it might as well be Brooklyn, Lower East Side. Uh, they uh, they don't leave them open, um, but I think that the doors are so they're so like. In, in ill repair, you know what I mean? Because they fucking, excuse me, they, uh, you know, the landlords suck. Because they're only paying, you know, $4,500 for a one-bedroom or some shit. So you're saying there's a rash of burglaries on the Lower East Side. Yes, let me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm speaking out of my ass here. Let me make sure I have this article here. But it is a true thing. Uh, yeah, okay, so a brazen bandit's causing panic in the East Village. Petrified residents are demanding a sit-down with the NYPD. They're always demanding shit now. You ever notice that? Following as many as eight break-ins. Uh, one ca- what, 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 why would you want a sit-down? That's what I don't understand. Uh, in one case, the bold thief uh, took uh, stood over his sleeping victim with a flashlight and demanded his belongings. That's almost like the cuckold born. <laughs> in two other heist-stunned residents... Walked in on the invader as he ransacked their $6,000 a month apartments. Wow. Michael Laurie, 31, of East 4th Street, entered his sixth-floor apartment on the night of March 26th. He found an intruder holding a crowbar. He had all my stuff. (laughs) I was ready to go. Their eyes met, and the bandit declared, I'm getting out of here. He said he had a gun and warned, it's not worth your life. I need this stuff more than you. Laurie said that he called his bluff, got between the robber and the door, and the thief still holding two bags of loot bolted for the rear window fire escape. And uh, that, that, that's how he got in, through the fire escape. Probable entry point was the fire escape. How do you keep people out uh, with the fire escape? you got to lock your windows and have bars and shit. There is a gate that you can buy. There's several different versions of it. I yeah, I've got one. one. Yeah, I've got one. I live on a first floor facing the street. So you have to have one. Yeah, absolutely. Otherwise, you have people fucking climbing in your windows. It's unfortunate. I mean, I, I caught a couple of cases like that where, uh, you know, the person was home in bed sleeping when the burglar entered. One girl in particular, she was startled when she woke up and she saw the guy had the laptop in her his hand and, you know, whatever he couldn't grab off of uh, her uh, dresser. Mm-hmm. And he just made the signal to her to keep his her mouth shut, like, shh, you know, with uh, with his index finger over his mouth, be quiet. And then he exited it. Fortunately for us, we uh, the building had cameras, and we caught him going in the building. We also actually caught him going out of the building, and when he was exiting, his hands were full with the laptop. You could see it. So we got that guy. Um, That's cool. Uh, so, But it's a creepy thing. You know, wake up, and there's somebody there. Yeah, it's uh, that's, uh, it's very, very scary. The whole, anything that involves somebody coming into your home is, is all, it's... That's never happened. You know, it's never happened to me. Never had somebody break into my home. Never had that. One time I was fucking a girl in the woods, <laughs> <laughs> and a guy came walking up, and he didn't have any pants on, uh-huh. and he was good probably 20 yards away, uh-huh. and he had a red shirt on, uh-huh. and I remember that. He just, like, comes fucking, he's like, ugh. 
<laughs> I don't maybe know. Maybe he wanted to get involved. It was maybe a cuckold situation. Maybe he did. Uh, yeah, I was not interested. And maybe I thought maybe he was fucking somebody. Uh-huh. And just, but why would he do that? You know, like get up from whoever he's fucking and say, maybe he said, "Hey, you got another condom? I'm, I just broke mine." Or I, mean, I, I think one. he's probably out there fucking laying in wait for couples who come out there and would fuck in the in the in the woods behind the Cleveland Mall. I fucked there so many times. It's amazing that only happened once. Anyway, uh, it seemed like when we got out of the woods, then he hopped into like a sports car, kind of like zoomed up and picked him up, and they drove away. Isn't it amazing how many perverts there are? How many different type of sexual... Uh, like just the, deviants. People, yeah, sexual deviance and the appetite and where it leads you. And, and is it fair for you know your fetish to be any less despicable than mine? Like if I had a foot fetish, you would say, if that's it, you know, I love to see women's feet for some reason. And then it's that's a tame fetish. Yeah. You know, and while, meanwhile, you like watching videos where the girls pissing upside down against a wall. Yeah. So and then sometimes it, they drink a little of it too. They they act like they're trying to drink it. Which you know, hey, if you're uh, like say out of water on a, on an island, you drink your piss. If you're in the desert, you're gonna have to drink your yeah, piss. Yeah, I think you gotta boil it though. You just can't drink it. Like no, that, you can right? drink it right out of the spigot if you want to. It doesn't <laughs> fucking hurt you. It's like the. <laughs> It's like the N- NYC water. Do you know that for a fact, or are you just? Well, yeah, it's not going to hurt you because it's in you. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I mean, I mean that's that's that doesn't really stand. You can't like go cutting know. into got, a turd or I, something. But I have to call a bluff. I got to look this up. No, you own. definitely can. You wouldn't want to. It's not going to kill you. People people drink piss and porn all the time. There's probably a whole subgenre of that just strictly where they drink it. You see it sometimes. That I don't like. I don't get into that. They they piss into like a glass. And then, like, are you drinking it out of the class? Mm-hmm. But they take these really small sips. I don't, I'm not sure if they're swallowing it or not. I guess it's, you know what? You just, if you're really searching for something, some happiness involved in just a physical act of sex, I would imagine you just keep going further and further into the abyss because you're never, that's a, that's a black hole in your, in your brain or in your soul. You're never going to satisfy it. So you just keep going <laughs> further and further and further. Well, you just get bored with one thing and you go on to another, and they keep making more shit, right? So you're never going to run out. But you, I, I would I went through, I went through an Asian massage porn uh, phase for a while, where it's just like uh, there's tons of that shit. You know what that is? Uh, the, the porn, yeah, yeah. When you go in there, you get a massage. Yeah, and... but that's not what the porn is. The porn is, um, it's this guy. He's in a white lab coat. And he's, a, you know, obviously it's like they're deep Asia, you know, and you're given to understand that this is like the way they do it. And he's sort of like a combination of like he's a massage guy, but they seem to trust him like he's like a doctor or something. Mm-hmm. And so they they lay down and they'll have like they'll be undressed to their fucking uh, comfort level, which is usually like you know some underwear or some shit. And he's like you know massaging them, and he's kind of rough, you know what I mean? He's not like real fucking super gentle or anything. And it's all black and white, and it all looks like a surveillance camera shit, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So it looks you know real enough. And then he starts to just, you know, kind of like get more and more closer, closer. And he's like, oh, you have to take the panties off, whatever, you know. He's, you don't ever hear anything. That's the other, you, the only thing you might hear is when they start to yell. And then in the end, he starts to <laughs> girl starts screaming. That's what it is. And sometimes it goes nowhere. That's the thing that makes it convincing is that sometimes these girls just like put their foot down. They're just like, mm-hmm. And they don't, and nothing happens. Hardly anything. And these guys just back off like they didn't do anything. But... And it's not like, you know, you talk about the good-looking guy, the 6'2", abs. These are like fucking middle-aged dudes, got a belly, and they just fucking, 
you know, end up finger blasting and then fucking uh, day outs, right? Chicken. Like the guy that was on the plane, day outs, right? What's his name? <laughs> it's all these day outs. They get me. They get me. <laughs> Ouch. Oof. Ah. World star. <laughs> That's the weirdest shit, man. How do they get off over? I don't even know how they overbook shit like that. Can you imagine? I can't see. Just like, so we sold too many, so now you have to pay. Delta's willing to go up to ten thousand uh, dollars for your seat now. Ten grand. Well, wow. that's what I read today, and you know, at that point right now, if they're looking for a seat, why would anybody bail out until we hit the magic number of ten grand? It doesn't even make sense to put that out there. No, it sure doesn't. And well, it, it's stupid from a business standpoint, but it, I guess from a public relations standpoint, they think like it's making them look like good people or something. But I, I'd be. A, I don't think they're ever going to get to ten grand for a seat. They no. might pay ten grand rather than to like fucking drag somebody off. They might be authorized to go that high. I don't think. They're yeah, ever but now you that. got four people that you got to pay ten grand to, as opposed to just the one. No, a couple of knuckleheads are going to take the four hundred bucks. You know they will. You know they will. They'll be like, shit. I didn't really want to fly today anyway. Well, you're right about that because in these uh, in these boroughs where we're going through gentrification. The landlord, once he sees the first white person wants to move into this shithole neighborhood, they're, they're like, really? You want to live here? He doesn't realize, you know, because he can feel the gentrification coming. So then yeah. they start going and knocking on doors, and they're offering you uh, the incredible sum of $10,000 for your apartment. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's people that haven't seen $10,000 in their life at one shot ever. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we can move. And they don't realize that you're not going to be able to move anywhere else because all this Section 8 housing is pretty much shutting, shutting its doors all over the city. Mm. You know, you they, think affordable housing is really disappearing in New York City, huh? They, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, de Blasio is doing his best. I mean, like, that's one thing that he has kind of done. I'm not really a fan of de Blasio, but I mean, like, he has really tried to preserve that shit. And, and I don't know what, what's happened with it. But, like, he's, when you make these, like, okay, you build this and you have to have a certain amount of that. It seems, but the the thing is, the affordable is not that affordable. You know what well, I mean? Look, you, you, you think how long is somebody going to stay living in an apartment? My grandparents, uh, my grandmother, she came here. She's been in the apartment in Washington Heights for fifty years now, maybe longer. So that's how long somebody will stay in an apartment. Fifty you know, fucking years, and then it's going to go to my uncle because when she passes, because you know that's her son. So you'd never. And if you go through that building, uh, they have all this plastic and these these signs from for different apartments, you know, from the city working on them. So basically, what they're doing is they're getting the old people out, and uh, they're they're fixing up these apartments really nice. And once they get a, a lot of these people in, then I would imagine uh, it's going to be cooperative, and then they're going to start changing the lobby and, and really sprucing it up. Mm-hmm. My point is this, though: the first person is going to jump at the 10 grand and then you have people that i was talking to up there that he's holding out for 130 grand Mm -hmm. well they're smart because he's like i've been here forever if i'm gonna move i'm gonna need to down payment for a house and you know what he'll probably get the 130 grand at some point because if you look at the longevity you take the 50 years cut that in half even 25 years of somebody paying you i've heard of them going higher double triple the amount of rent that you were getting from that apartment yeah it's not gonna it's gonna take half that lifetime have to span to to all of a sudden get into a point where we're making a profit on it. I mean, a huge it's, profit, it, and it's never going to be that low again. That's for sure. I think I thought of some going to like a, a quarter million one time, two hundred fifty thousand dollars for. Yeah, we want your place. You know what? Uh, it's going to get hard for your uncle. 
you know, because they really start to make it uncomfortable for people who try to stick it out. That's the other part of it. It's like when they're offering you that money, they're also going like, yeah, there's no hot water again this week. Sorry about that. Oh, yeah, there's workers all around making all this fucking noise, and they won't yeah. fix your shit, but they're doing all this other stuff. It's really mad. And also, too, they start changing, like, uh, now you get a Whole Foods in your neighborhood. Hmm? That's so good. who's gonna? where are you going to go shopping, food shopping? Whole Foods, I guess. No, you can't, we can afford a whole... You know, you're talking about people that are on a, you know, limited, you know... Whole Foods is... That's when you know a, a relation... Uh, a, uh, neighborhoods on the upswing. Uh-huh. They like actually it. judge real estate by that. Like, show me where the nearest Whole Foods is, and then we can go back. What about Trader Joe's? That's another one. Mm. But Whole Foods is the key. I've read stories on that, too. Whole Foods is the landmark of how good this neighborhood is. Not Starbucks. And the Starbucks was the original one. I remember when I was working in Harlem. Now there's now they're everywhere. And they put one on 125th Street, and me and my partner pulled a radio car over, and we were just we just started bursting out laughing. We were like, yeah. this has to be a flagship store, because who the hell in this neighborhood is going to spend $3 for a cup of coffee? And then within a year and a half, two years, there's a line out the door for that freaking place. It's almost like it follows the Starbucks. Exactly. Yeah. I think Starbucks might be the intro. Like white people do. Hey, look at that. I guess we could live... Near here? Yeah. I mean, it's there's okay. a lot of blacks, yeah, yeah. but Jesus, that's a Starbucks. Yeah. Oh, I bet the rent's good. Well, I... I well, they're, they're talking about the, uh, the the exodus, the mass exit of, out, out of New York. Mm-hmm. And that's because you have all these... The, the, the neighborhoods getting gentrified. And normally the move would be good to go out to the suburbs, but the suburbs haven't really caught up yet with the gentrification. So there's still... Um, there's no exodus in the suburbs. So those people are staying now. So where are you going to go? You got to go to another state. Uh, like Connecticut. A lot of Florida. 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 Tampa's a big one. Well, fuck it, you know? I mean, like, if you're going to move, move, you know? Get the fuck out. Why hang around uh, in the Northeast? I don't. That's where I would go. If I was going to be anywhere else in the world, aside from L.A., if I was going to go to L.A. I used to say Chicago is like a third choice, but not anymore, man. It's fucked up. There's too much killing going on. I guess well, it's mostly a, like on the fucking, you know. It's quartered off to one area. Yeah. And unless still, you're in that area. And I, I have a feeling. Is it like, really all normal the rest of the place? You think? Well, I have family that lives over there. Um, and they don't seem to have a problem with it. it. You know what a lot of it is? It's uh, the They've changed that police force into a reactionary police force. Yeah. Instead of proactive. So Well, that's what they're trying when, to do everywhere. When they hear pow, 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 pow. That's when they put the lights and the sirens on. And they take a slow ride over. And like, hey, what happened? Oh, you got shot? And call the ambulance. Anybody and know any- anything? Yeah, anybody no. <laughs> All right. That's another one bites the dust. Yeah. That's what happens. Yeah, you know. When you want to get the feds in to start monitoring the police force, uh, you create a reactionary police department. So it doesn't really help the people that you're supposed to be helping. It's so funny. They say Black Lives Matter, but uh, they, they only matter if white people kill them. One person mentioned to me, and in regards to that, that like, you know what, if they start solving all these murders, you know, like how we have statistics that say um, this number of murders are committed by white people and this percentage of murders that happen are committed by black people, that if they solve all those murders, that's going to fucking skyrocket. You know what I mean? Because that's all black killing, black on black. I don't think those numbers are anything that people want to look at. That's what I'm They're saying. They're already extravagant. Exactly. You can't, you can't, you can't sit saying. there and teach a class on it or bring it up during uh, a debate or... or um, 
Nobody wants a to hear conversation. It. No, it's it's something that yeah, we New can't York City talk crime about. Report. It's, not, That's it's it. none of your business. It's none of your business. <laughs> Stay out of it. We we just want to focus on the police. Yeah, we brought up Black Lives Matter. To me, the bigger problem is the gentrification of these neighborhoods. Mm. And Why? You're, because you're you're displacing these people now that have been there for years. Well, they're not dear. You just move. Yeah, but where are they going? <laughs> they go to a shittier neighborhood. I just don't think it's fair. I think they I because think that's what to me that's the focus on. Yeah, but for you're every saying... one story where there was a police brutality, there's 150 cases every single day in a city where somebody is being moved out. But what is gentrification? It's just taking a shitty place and making it nice. You have to leave that option open for a city. But you can't come into that neighborhood and all of a start uh, start making complaints. Uh, oh, they're playing the music all night. Yeah, no shit. It's Washington Heights. That's what they do. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, you shouldn't <laughs> complain about oh, I mean, like if you move into that neighborhood, you deal with it. You know what I mean? Like, but they don't. Here. They don't. They get there, and this is so nice. I'm living amongst them. I feel like I'm really part of it. And then all of a sudden, like... That's right. Hey, you niggers, turn that down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Why are the right. music playing so loud? And I, I, I can't get into my, my building because there's always... Sketchy people hanging around in the front of it. I, I think they're dealing drugs, and they start with the phone calls and the writing the letters, and that's how the neighborhood all of a sudden. Because also too, don't forget, now that you're paying twenty five hundred bucks a month for uh, one bedroom, mm-hmm. and the person that ne- lives next door to you is still paying five hundred, then you start getting mad because that neighbor is a nice person. You walk in, you pick a take a peek. This this apartment is just as big as mine. Yeah. Yeah. Why am I paying twenty five hundred? And the property value—it's—it's uh, weird. It's like white people come, the property value goes up, and then they—that's not good for them. White people just aren't happy mixing with other people at all. Well, really, these are not. the same people, the same liberals that that <laughs> everything under the sun—they go, they want to be part. You know, like you're I think right. it was in Atlanta, no, or Chicago. Right. Some uh, head of uh, the Black Lives Matter over there says, "We don't want white people to be part of our movement anymore. You're not allowed to come to our meetings. We don't want you." So, at the same time... Which I understand, because that is an intolerable type of white person, because those those type of white people are not authentic. They're not authentic at all. They're always trying to fucking, like, oh, okay, and appease. And like, but those yeah. are the people that go to the meetings. That's what I'm and saying. And then all of a sudden, they're in a bad neighborhood, mm-hmm. and they're looking around, and like, it only took me two stops to get here on the train. Where are we again? You know what? Well, uh, oh, that's all it costs to live here? Mm. You know, we should start looking at a place over here. And that's exactly how it starts. Like two, two, three train stops away, I can make it into my apartment uh, most days safely. If I run in and run out, I'm going into, I'm going to work. Oh, you're uh, where are you in the Bronx exactly? Yeah, I live in a pretty decent area, but that's where they come to steal. <laughs> what's it? What's the area called? We're not going to do your address. Country Club. Country Club. Wow, it's a nice area. It's uh, yeah. It sounds I've, nice. already get, I've already gotten burglarized. <laughs> unless, They've already been through my car. I get it. Unless you're talking about malt liquor, there's a malt liquor there called the. You ever drink cult, uh, country club malt I liquor? I think so. There's a so you've been robbed. No, burglarized. Burglarized. Okay, but but you chased them out. No, we were. I uh, was away, and they didn't take anything. No, they took. They took my safe. Oh shit! So yeah. you've been. So that's robbed, right? No, it's burglarized. Robber is a strong. I mean, there's two. There's a strong arm robbery, and there's like, give me your money, or I'm gonna punch you in the face. Yeah, yeah. You know. What so I'm yeah, right. That's okay. But that's that's the connotative thing behind. People robbery. say robbery. But, right. It's you know legally took through shit. the law. If somebody comes into your premise, it's a burglary. And so you're safe. Uh, you know what you need um, to keep 
so that that doesn't happen again is you need a safe to put your safe in. <laughs> I didn't have it mounted. That's what I needed. But uh, nonetheless, it's still it's it's not a good feeling. First of all, and second of all. Bronx is supposed to be going through this gentrification, and in my head, I keep thinking this can't happen fast enough because I'm like, "Fuck it, let's get these people out of here." Yeah, <laughs> that's ironic, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of the Bronx, oh boy, oh boy, they have a channel. I mean, it's in all channels, if you, uh, all stations, really, if you have Optimum, but it's called Channel Twelve. It's the news channel. Uh-huh. So every single time, if you have Optimum cable, and you turn on your TV, it'll go right to Channel Twelve. That's your first. That's your default. Station now. If you live in the Bronx and Channel Twelve comes on, mm. I've gotten to the point where I put my fingers in my ear until I can change it because it's like there's a shooting over here, there's a rape over here, and like, oh, <laughs> like hey <where>? Mark, <laughs> it's it's going on all around you, and I'm talking about you know home invasions and family and like I, I, uh, what the hell is going on? Just kicking doors in, huh? And I look outside my window and like Bill Hicks, there's nothing going on. You know, the crickets are out there. and there, But it's like 10, 15, 20 blocks a mile away that all this stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tariff, uh, what's the neighborhood that you're nearest where all the trouble is? Is this South Bronx? or where? No, where? no. This is right over the Throgs Neck Bridge. Okay. I call, I would even call it Queens North, you know? It looks exactly like Queens because that's where I spend my... Uh, I grew up and I lived my whole life in Queens, right on the other side of that bridge. So it's nice. And then It's the I, mainland. It's the only one that's on the mainland, right? That's the only one that's on uh, the Bronx. Is the only um, borough that's on the mainland, New York. It's oh, not, really? Yeah. So Manhattan is an island. Is yeah, sort of. Yeah. And Queens is part of Long Island. Mm-hmm. Long Island City. And Staten Island, obviously. Yeah. So like uh, the Bronx is uh, is very special. It's very special. The Bronx is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, underrated. Uh, I mean, and, I, I, don't, I never want to go there, but I hear it's very. Supposedly, people are saying it's on the upswing that it's it's getting better, and that gentrification is coming. So, well, it's uh, undeniable in some places. I mean, you you we've seen it, right? We've I mean, seen what yeah. happens, and I just can't wait for it to reach here because right now it's hitting Riverside. Yeah, Riverside is the other side of the Bronx, which is very close to Manhattan. And Throgs Neck is is nice. That's, well, that's the area that. Country club is in Throgsnick area. Yeah, it's very. I, I've I've heard it's very. I mean, shit I've read is like it's just families and and everybody's happy. But like I said, that's where everybody comes to steal. What about Wakefield? I don't know what that is. Okay, well let's see where Wakefield is. Do you mind if I look it up real quick? No, go ahead. Right. Knock yourself out. Wakefield, the Bronx, is uh, yeah. Look at the map. It's. Why Wakefield? What's what's what do you got with Wakefield? Well, I got a. Uh, is that where you're planning on moving? Yeah, I'm moving to Wakefield. <laughs> you got it made now. You're in the city in Chelsea. Yeah, I know, and 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 uh, yeah, I, I I got a I got a big tall blonde uh, wife who has a nice Manhattan apartment. I just moved right in her, and now it's like, fuck, she never leaves. <laughs> If she's she would home. just leave, I'd be great. She's home all day. All fucking day. And when, when I say home, I mean she's home like... Oh, she's in the same space a lot of times, you know what I mean? Because she's... Uh, it's a one-bedroom? It's a it's a studio. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking studio. And so I've got this little curtained-off area that's like mine, sort of, where I work and shit like that. 
and she and, and, and so, so it must be hard to jerk off then. No, not at all. Yes, Mandy Statmiller, she doesn't give a shit. You just go in your little cordoned off area? No, sometimes, or I have to do it right in front of her, <laughs> stick it in her mouth. She's she never says no, Mark. She's uh, yeah, she's just she's that kind of chick. She's a good wife. She's what they call a good wife. Okay, so the Botanical Garden. It's just north of the Botanical Garden, next to Woodlawn Heights. Sounds nice, yeah. Next to Botanical G in the Boogie D, uh, south of Mount V. Uh, here's the map right here. Maybe you can tell something about it. It's right here. Yeah, the no-bail thing is disturbing because it, it, it really is an insight into how bad your family wants you back. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people, they, yeah. if you set a $500 bail, the guy that was, uh, he had 23 priors, and then he committed that last heinous crime, which was the doozy, and they let him out. Remember, he ran over the uh, EMS worker. Yeah, the EMT worker. Yeah. Um, with with uh, their yeah. own ambulance. Yeah, yeah that, that, that that guy, guy. had like twenty three or thirty three priors. That guy's All fucked them, up. Yeah. A lot of them accumulated to nonsense, but it's still a, a, a it's, it shows you an insight into his character that he gets arrested a lot and he has no respect for the law. Yeah, the last one. Though had he the the one prior to him running over the mother of five uh, sons, that last one was a robbery. I think uh, there was um, there was a gun involved, and uh, they 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 gave him no bail. This last guy, yeah, the most recent you one. You want to see how fast, uh, how much your family and friends want you back in the neighborhood? Post a five hundred, a thousand dollar bail. The guy in jail, he's not going to be able to post it because he ain't got no money. But it just leaves you a little insight in how bad your family wants you back. If they can't scrape two hundred and fifty dollars to to get you out of the j- in jail, they're sending a message. They're yeah. like, "Thank you." Yeah. I can't tell you how many houses I went to. Here's a here he is now. Yeah. He got a little. Uh, he got a little uh, wood shampoo. Looks it's like. Oh yeah, tuned up. Yeah. Uh, shocking, considering that he is the most hated man in New York City right now. Uh, that is uh, the killer of Yadira Arroyo, a Bloods gang member, 31 prior arrest. Uh, he was on Seroquel, which is an antipsychotic. He was on that, and he was on PCP, smoked two blonde slaves with PCP, and then the Seroquel. Yeah, the PCP is bad news, man. What do you do about that? Because you can't That's an acquired control taste, a guy. man. It really is. It really? Have you ever smoked dust? I, no, man. Come on. When I was a kid, I remember my friend, he was like, uh, you want to get some smoke? And I'm talking about like I'm 16 years old, probably maybe 15 years old. You want to get some smoke? Yeah, smoke. Sounds like weed. So I was like, yeah. So we, uh, I borrowed some kid's BMX bike, and we took a ride from Astoria to Washington Heights, where I waited from outside his building to get his smoke. And the whole time we're going over the Triborough Bridge, I'm like, this is a long way to go for smoke. He must know somebody really good. Mm. We get there. We get the stuff. We drive on the bikes two blocks, and we light up. And I remember taking a hit off it. I'm saying, this tastes, the weed tastes funny. It's pretty good, but it's funny. Mm. So I gave it back. And what kind of what kind of weed is that? And he goes, it's dust, angel dust. <laughs> So how come we didn't say dust to begin with? The man? ride back was something special. Can you imagine you're on a BMX bike going over the Triborough Bridge? Jesus. And uh, the people that stick to smoking dust, it's a very, very uh, unique club. Mm-hmm. And what we should do uh, is get all the people that smoke dust 
and we'll, we'll, we'll do something where we're giving the dust away for free. Mm-hmm. And then we drop the mother of all bombs on them. <laughs> and Not there, I guarantee you, we would eliminate a lot of problems. Well, you would have eliminated, uh, I mean, the whole beginning of the. There wouldn't be a New York City crime report if it wasn't for dust, because that's what uh, Maxim Gelman, the, the kind of the crime that inspired me to start doing the show. The fucking guy, spree killer, you know, he killed uh, four people, tried to kill a fifth, got tempted to kill several other people, ran over a guy, stole four cars. Uh, fucking bad news, you know. It's all, it's all hopped up on the old PCP, and it's yeah, it's all over one trip, one one night, twenty eight hours of uh, destruction. Mm-hmm. And and the thing is, is, it makes them indestructible, kind of, doesn't it? It makes them like real hard to take down. It makes them like real. You yeah, know, they don't feel aging. pain. They get tased and they don't feel it. Yeah, they laugh it. There's a video of uh, a guy uh, getting tased in the street, and it's almost like uh, getting a bee sting for him. He's just laughing it off. So like, the only thing to do. I figure is to even it up. You know, get, you get a couple of cops to get on PCP, and yeah. they're your PCP cops, and they fuck with those guys. Like in the in, in what's that? In, in Glorious Bastards? Oh, I don't know. Is that where the, the big uh, the big the, bear Jew would the, come out with the baseball bat? <laughs> you get PCP? These, yeah, you get no, no, but you, when they would they get whenever they would get the Nazis, yeah, they would beat them up. They with would the hold bat. the lead, the 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 highest in command there, put him on his knees. And then they'd want to know where you guys are stationed. Where is the the next group of Nazis? And we need this information, or we're going to get the Big Bear Jew. And the Big Bear Jew would be hiding in a cave, and he would come out, and he'd be banging the baseball bat on the way out. And then the baseball bat would be used to hit a home run, but the guy's head is the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I remember that. And um, and that's what you need. You need a cop that you're filling up with PCP, and you just keep him like in a cave. <laughs> Hey, it's time. Yeah, bring the bring the big bear cop out. Yeah, bring bring the PCP pep out here to tune this motherfucker up. Breezy Blood uh, is the nickname that he goes by. Jose Gonzalez, twenty five years old. He has thirty one past arrests. Uh, now here, you know, here's something interesting. Uh, the Daily News is so fucking pro uh, criminal that they don't even make this guy sound all that bad. You know, they go, here's the list of his last ten arrests. <laughs> And it's like, you're right, it's not impressive. Criminal mischief in, in 2017, 2016. Uh, assault, you know, that happens. Criminal sale of marijuana, okay. Criminal mischief, don't know what that was. Criminal sale of marijuana. Criminal sale of marijuana, 2015. Making graffiti. Uh, PCP people, I like that graffiti. Yeah, it's... it's um, Public lewdness. I think it's safe to say that if you're still writing graffiti into your 30s, you're probably smoking dust. <laughs> Maybe that's what we can do, a graffiti convention where we hand out dust and anybody who accepts it, we get the big bear cop out and hit him with a bat. You've got a lot of good ideas because a convention, they would, you know, like they'd hear about that. Yeah, a graffiti convention. They'd say, fuck that. Let's, yeah, and I hear they've got dust there. <laughs> if you're giving away dust, man, you're going to get some takers. I don't know. Who's I, making I, I never this called dust? it dust. <laughs> it's such a small population of people who smoke dust. It really is. It's yeah. such a unique um, well, what's the profile? experience. It, what's it feel like when you're when you're on the bridge on a bike? What's it feel like to be on PCP? It's like you're tripping. It's yeah. nothing like marijuana at all. It's more like a you know like a LSD or something like that. You're tripping, but you're not getting that clarity 
And we're, I, it's not that I know anything about dust. I'm not a connoisseur. I took two hits off of one joint once when I was 16. That was but, it. Yeah, you felt but it, though. If, That's more than I know. You know, it's it, it's a brain... Like, you really... The people that smoke dust, they all they all kind of sort of fit the same pattern. And that's they're, they're, they're never, ever going to do anything, even by accident, to contribute to society in a positive way. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing they all share in common. Right. Yeah. Even if they, even if they trip up and accidentally do something good... That is, they'll they'll fuck it up somehow. Yeah, and they're they're bad people all around. I hear it's not like anybody ever gets on PCB and and like fucking, you know, does some good deeds. I used to say um, how we should take all these guys who are on dust and junkies. You know, they're just nodding out on corners and kind of sort of put them in buses and vans and have them like live together in a place. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, you give them enough food and you give them all the drugs they want, you sh- shoot it over there over this huge fence so they don't get out with, with, a, with a catapult and, 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 and you just shoot the, like the catapulting life steer over there <laughs> so they can fend for themselves and just uh-huh. let me, give them a piece of property, a big piece of property, so all these junkies... Oh, so and, you're saying like a prison. Uh, yeah, like a prison <laughs> except... Uh, you're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so but it has to be big. put them in prison. But then I'm thinking we already have that. Yeah, we it's do. The Rikers Bronx. Island, and they're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Bronx. Ah, uh, fuck. What do you think about uh, emptying Rikers out? They want to. They want to empty it out, and they want to fucking close it. I don't. You see, I I understand that the population of Rikers, especially amongst the juvenile population, and the setup that they have there, it's just too many of them in this one place. So the gang affiliations. They connect when they're in there, and they can run roughshod. You got to break it up in a way. I think building Rikers better, mm-hmm. piece by piece, because what's going to happen is, and I think the hidden agenda here is to make uh, LaGuardia bigger by building onto Rikers. I, you know, that's that's would be an extension of. But I don't uh. know if they can really say that. I can't see why, because if they say we are going to close down Rikers to build a bigger LaGuardia, then the people are going to be like, well, where are we going to put Rikers? What they're going to do is probably breaking it up into five jails, one in each borough. Now, where do you put that jail? Nobody wants it. Nobody wants want? it in their neighborhood. I don't want it in their neighborhood. No, I, I mean, there's a halfway house around the corner. I don't even like those fuckers. Mm-hmm. They're out. Yeah, well, they... You ever uh, seen a bunch of worthless motherfuckers just sitting on a fucking... St- you know, sitting there. I got to walk by there to get my Froyo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling like kind of a pussy too, you know what I mean? Like hey, I like frozen yogurt. I can afford it. Dunkin' Donuts has a doorman that they don't even pay. <laughs> you know, he's always there, like "Good morning, good oh, morning." Right. He's opening the door for you on the way in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, have a nice day, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, thanks, pal." You know, yeah. now I got to give him a buck for opening the door for me. Is that no? Is that a real guy, or is that just a guy? No, that's everywhere fucking... you go, there's somebody, some guy who hangs out there. Some halfway house fucker. Yeah, yeah, he opens the door for you. At least he's trying to be. See, that's, function. see, I go do that. You know, don't just sit there. Just sit there in front of your fucking. And they they always have that look like, huh? You know, like I I got like three weeks here when or however long they got left. You know, and they just like they're they're just sizing everything up. You know, you just, they're just trying to figure out how they're gonna break the law to uh, get things. You know, and to survive. There's just, there's no good comes of it. You know, you can tell they're just they're shitty people. They're shitty under. There's they they're going nowhere. You can tell. 
They're they're just dead inside. They're dead faced. Well, we have we created a lifestyle, especially in a metropolis like uh, New York City, where it's so fast paced and moving, and everybody's striving to attain and 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 gather, you know, make a make a fortune. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of all this, you have some people that they don't really want to try that hard, and then you have some people that don't want to try at all. You know, yeah. so the the comparison, the one guy who's running down the street with his briefcase, on, you know, he's got to. He's he's on his phone and he's making deals. He's crossing paths with some guy who um, his biggest concern right now is where he's trying to get to put together another fifty cents so he can get a malt liquor, a can of malt liquor. You know, like everybody's got a goal and agenda. Well, you know, I'm, I'm like one step above those people. I mean, like I don't give a shit. I said that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not like a, <laughs> like like, a go hey, buddy, Can you spare a dollar? I'm the guy who put my foot in your my boot in your eye. What? <laughs> Dice, Dice used to have a joke. Like, hey, hey, buddy, can you spare a dollar? I'm, the only thing that's separating me from being you is this dollar, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I mean, like, if you look at a homeless guy, that guy hasn't got any credit card debt. You know what I mean? Like, in a way, if he's got zero, he's got more than a lot of these fuckers walking around living here. A lot How of does these, that work? A lot of these homeless guys are just... Like, you go to a shelter. I remember I had a prejudice... Uh, about people who lived in a shelter, but then you go there and you speak to them. That's oh, horrible. And then you realize this this guy's very. He just got, what happened was he was a worker. He had a job. He had a fight with his wife. Mm-hmm. He's got kids. He's still got to pay his child support. Can't afford to buy his get his own place yet. Mm. He's basically homeless. He's afforded this opportunity to stay in a shelter and. He's there. They, collect, you know, they have their tools that they, they sleep by. So they're scared somebody's going to take their power saw because they need it for work tomorrow, and they're just fighting and struggling to stay alive. Yeah, now, it's if a bad it place. doesn't work out through a string of bad luck, because that kind of stuff happens, your next move, or if you get robbed, your next move could be now you're out. You're out of the shelter. You don't trust the shelter system. Now you'd be out in the street. You know, a lot of these guys also suffer from some type of mental illness. Mm-hmm. You know, so to just you know the, to just put all these homeless people in one barrel and and and, and dismiss them, it's 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 not fair to them, especially when you're talking about mental illness. Because you know, a lot of these uh, you we're living amongst people on a daily basis that can function with mental illness, and they're they're getting their medication. Mm-hmm. That's true. And this guy, this Gonzalez is a perfect example of what happens when you get off your medication. Because he get off his meds, and then fucking oh, sometimes he get arrested just for being off his meds. He was doing his meds and dust. I'm not sure that when they they do their uh, their their studies on the medication that they're including how well this goes with dust. Yeah, yeah. How, how does <laughs> is there any a, a a bad interaction there? Is there is, is there a side effect? Yeah, uh, side effects yeah. include doctors say do not smoke this with angel dust. <laughs> Test approved. <laughs> if you feel the desire to steal an ambulance, <laughs> now if you're on PCP, that makes perfect sense. Of course, you're going to want to steal an ambulance. It's the biggest, loudest, jangliest thing on the fucking street. You're like, fuck yeah, that's what I want. Looks like a big roller skate, right? Well, you play enough Grand Theft Auto, and then you go out in the street. Now you want to do all the stuff that you did in Grand Theft Auto. It's weird. Yeah, I've had that before. I've played it. I used to play that one. Vice City. Holy shit, man. Yeah. You want to get it up on the rooftop and just start shooting and then wait for the helicopters to come so you could use your rocket launcher. Felt really nice. (laughs) 
Remember doing that? Yeah. Remember? And then you just go all the way. You, you figure out all the cheats. You got all the weapons. And you're still down in about a minute and 15 seconds, Tom's. Yeah, but it's fun. It's fun as shit. It's the best way to play that game. Yes. Yeah, hey, listen, uh, this is interesting. You know that guy who shot uh, from the clock tower in Texas? You remember that was like one of the school shooters that gets credit for being like the first school shooter. He's not the first school shooter. First school shooter is like in the fucking colonial days and shit. But, uh, the, you know, the, it's like an old, uh, like at college, he shot like 20-something people or something having a clock tower. You're not familiar with that story? Yeah, I remember it. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of like a fucking, you know, and uh, it's a classic. And fucking Mandy Statmiller, news where Mandy Statmiller was telling me, she watched a, a, like a little special. She never had heard of it, right? And so she watched some documentary or something. And there was a psychiatrist who saw this guy uh, before it happened, you know, and, and like they said, well, you know, they, obviously it's of interest now, you know, like what did he say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like, well, he, he never really had a whole like bunch of, you know, like fantasies and shit like that. The only fantasy he had was that uh, he said that he sometimes, the only violent fantasy he had was that he sometimes fantasized about taking his rifle, which he owned, uh, and, and going up to the clock tower and shooting a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> he just had this one fantasy. <laughs> the thing he did. Uh-huh. And it's like, Jesus Christ, we've come a long way. You know what I mean? It takes a whole lot less to set up a red flag now. At least there's that. You know what I mean? In terms of like school shootings and shit. It's like, you know, like yeah, if you see a kid in a trench coat, you start going, hey, fucking look into him. I guess the idea is to medicate these kids down to a nub so that they're not a threat. I don't know, man. Uh, I think that uh, I think some school shootings can come in handy sometimes. You know? Do you believe that Sandy Hook happened while I got here? Do I believe that Sandy? What do, what do you mean that that it happened, or that it was a false flag operation? I think that it's. I think it's a hoax. I watched. I watched a very convincing documentary about it being a hoax. Very convincing. You do, Sandy Hook is the school shooting that happened in Connecticut. Yeah, all those kids and those parents are laughing moments before they do their interview, and they're and then they're like all upset. It's weird. I mean, I saw the footage. It's very strange. And why? And, and why? people say, like, well, you never know how you're going to react to fucking tragedy and shit like that. But it doesn't look like that to me. It doesn't ring true. Well, these kids had birth certificates. They were in a school. Where are they now? I think they're still alive. Because there was a bunch of them that sang at the Super Bowl. I mean, these kids look just fucking like these kids. And the purpose would have been for what? To kick off Obama's progressive agenda and, you know, continue grabbing everybody's guns. There's no question Obama wanted to fucking kill the Second Amendment. No question. That's why I think Obama killed Scalia. I think he had a lot of people. I think he had Antone Scalia. There was no autopsy done on that fucking guy. He's a. The guy was 100 years old. He wasn't 100. He was 80. He was at a ranch. And And he had a heart attack. But he's a a Supreme Court. Yeah, but but with a history, I think of heart failure. Read the fucking. They got somebody from two towns Don't you over. Think there would be. They had a year there where they could have. Uh, you, you didn't see that opposition coming. Where they had a year there to. They thought. What well, they think they're going to put in another Supreme Court justice right away? They knew that the Republicans were going to. They. You can't put it's in. It's act now. He had to act now. He thought maybe he could do it. I mean, like they really tried. He thought he was going to get to do it. He nominated well, a fucking. Give guy. me two things to work on right now: Scalia and Sandy Hook. <laughs> 
Sandy Hook, it just sounds absurd. I'm telling you. I mean, you. listen, I, I know he was trying to kill the Second Amendment. And I know the yeah. reason why is because you disarm the people. It's it's much easier. There's no but there's nobody who can fight the government when you want to turn it into a socialist country and open up all the borders and all this stuff. Yeah, I, we're I buy right. that. Yeah, I buy that. But as far as putting together that big of a hoax, I think that's insane. Mm, I don't think so. I think that because you never saw any bodies, they never showed any bodies. You never saw any bodies anywhere, anywhere. And they declared them dead at the school. They never do that. They take them to the hospital, declare them dead. So there's a lot of weird shit. They have this footage of them just like going in and out of the school like it's a drill. And they had a drill of a shooting like the day before. It was really fucking Refresh weird. Refresh my memory. How many kids were supposed to be killed in Sandy Hook? 20 something, I think. 30? Yeah, it's, you know what? If you're gonna do that, you do two or three because you're gonna you wanna you don't you don't expand it to such a huge number. Because I disagree. What do you because do? if you have if you what have, about the responding cops? I'll tell you why. What about the investigator? The whole. What about the hospitals? The, the doctors? whole town is making so much money on this because they've put out all these GoFundMe's and shit like that, and they've made hundreds of millions of dollars, it's and insane. they all share in it. I know. I know. It sounds like the premise for a great movie and the, the greatest I wish ever I'll, put I'll, off. I'll send you the link because it's pretty convincing. <laughs> you, I'll tell you this. You might not believe it when you're done, but you'll want to believe it. Let me see how many kids were killed at Sandy Hook, supposedly. I mean, why would people say... I just did a benefit show in Connecticut a couple of months ago, and supposedly somebody was there that a child was killed in Sandy Hook. The other thing is... Is this Adam Lanza kid? There's there's weird evidence about whether or not he exists. They think it's his brother. These pictures, it's like the same kid. It's weird. There's a lot of weird shit. And well, I, uh, I know I'm giving it to you piecemeal, and there's nothing you can say. And so for, I, I apologize. I just, whenever these uh, these conspiracy theories, you always got to realize that you take the, it with the, a grain of salt. Everything that you the bigger the more amount of people that you include in it. it there's no way to keep that kind of secret. But I'll tell you why they didn't just do two or three kids. It's because then you're focused on the parents. You're like, as them and them and them, they have an identity. If you kill enough, it's like, who the fuck? You can't name one kid that got killed. Mm -hmm. I couldn't even remember Adam Lanza. You know what I mean? I had to like look at it just now. Look at the shooter. Mm -hmm. So I think that makes it kind of anonymous. That's I think that's why you go for more. Anyways, 20 kids. Newtown. Well, whatever. Uh, we'll look into it. If you think that it's real or a hoax, let me know. Uh, and also, here's the other thing. If you have something you want interpreted, let me know. I will interpret anything. I am the interpreter of shit that you don't understand. You don't understand it? I do. Something your, your fucking girlfriend said, I know what it means. Your mom said something, I know what it means too. Maybe your boss trying to tell you something you don't know what he's trying to tell you. Let me know. I'll tell you. That's the way it works. You write me at uh, patdixonnyc at gmail with the subject line interpretation and I'll let you know uh, what it all means. Mark DeMeo, are you still doing 20 and out as a show? Um, we're going to be doing a tour. A five borough tour. It's, it's fucking awesome. Off the cuff. That's great. And we're going to go to every borough. We're going to tape uh, basically 20 and out. The, the one man show. I'm going to do interstitials, man on the street, see how people feel about cops, talk to some cops, where we eat. And it's all going to be put together in a nice, 
uh, put a bow around it. Uh, the people who are producing it are also the people that produced uh, 45 jokes about my dad, uh, Laurie Kill Martin's, uh, my, my dying dad, uh, Laurie Kill Martin's Laurie Kill Martin's special. great. Special. Yeah, that was a great special. Too. So uh, if I could come close to that, that would be phenomenal because that's a great special. That's it's, what we're hoping to do. So uh, are these dates, uh, they're not for sale yet, obviously, or are they? No, no, we're working on that. But I am also part of a Blue Lives Matter tour. Mm-hmm. And that our uh, first date is uh, April 27th at the Gotham Comedy Club. April and then we're 27th. going up and doing in something in Connecticut. Uh, the 29th uh, for Treehouse Comedy up there. And that's going to be the um, the Blue Lives Matter tour. Okay. And if anybody wants to follow up on any of this stuff, what's, your website is... Uh... Mark with a K. D-E-M-A-Y-O. D-E-M-A-Y-O. MarkDeMayo.com. Oh. Just like if you're saying of Mayo... Exactly. Well, yeah, that's how I always remember it. Mark. Yeah, my my father used to joke about that. All the yeah, time. <laughs> kind of names because that's not my real name. All right, it's a yeah. stage name. So my father, what the hell are you doing, Mark of Mayo? Yeah, your real name's like name. like Cubsy Mozilla or something. <laughs> it's not even close. But it's a whole other episode. You'll have to have me back to uh, figure that out. I can't wait. Mark DeMeo, uh, in the, it's a 20 and out. You can see those shows, uh, Five Borough Tour. Those will be for sale at some point. Go to markdemayo.com, M-A-R-K, DeMeo. You heard him say it. And you can go to crimereport.nyc to, uh, oh, that's my, fuck, you may be there right now for all I know. Here's what you should do. Subscribe to Compound Media. Anthony Cumia, one of the greatest entertainers ever to live, he has a network, and Gavin McInnes is also on that network, and he is one of the finest entertainers ever to live. And uh, just signed there now, uh, fucking Kevin Brennan, who is by far the funniest uh, Brennan around. I love uh, I love his comedy. So he's got a new show, uh, new show, Burning Bridges, and you know that's kind of his thing now. It's just to fucking say whatever he thinks, uh-huh. and if fucking yeah, I can see he's probably burning some bridges. Uh, he's already gone through one host, <laughs> co-host. You know, Lenny Marcus uh, was the original co-host. Oh, really? What happened? If I can, uh, they fucking, you know, he burned the bridge. He he's, uh, can't take it. I got, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I mean, I can't speak about it. But anyway, now he's got somebody different. It's a great show and company. I know media. both. That's why and I know Lenny. I think I love Lenny, and I think Kevin's great. Yeah, they're both great. He's kind of, he's an, un, you know what I think Kevin, is, his perfect role would be as an actor. He's born to play an angry cripple. Yeah, yeah, the Fourth of July. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, nobody else sees that. What was the guy's name? Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, exactly, like a Lieutenant Dan type, but yeah. but angrier and and with less fucking like integrity and shit. If you want to see the video footage, this is what I was trying to remember to tell you. The video footage of uh, several of these past episodes is up on Compound Media Archive. The Tony Tudor episode, that original one, is called uh, Degenerate. You can find Degenerate. Up on uh, Compound Media. Uh, it's compoundmedia.com. You don't, the price to get in is so low. If you don't have $7 a month, I understand. It's nuts, though, the amount of entertainment you get. If you like New York City Crime Report, it's a whole different fucking animal and a great show. It's not just like the same shit repeated. However, uh, in this case, you do get the video footage of that Ken Kratz interview with Tom Fossbender. And that's, uh, if you enjoyed that interview, you can see it the That's uh, the up uh, on Monday night. This, uh, the Easter special is uh, this Sunday. Very proud of that. Aaron Berg, Talia Reeves. I thank you one more time, Mark Mayo. And thank you for listening to your Super 
Is it over? Find out how to get extra content and bonus material from this and other shows. Go to patreon.com slash NYC. Check it out. Support New York City Crime Report. Go to patreon.com slash NYC. He's charged in the Boogadah murder of this biggity Ramsaran.